Hey, fat fish heads. It's time for another edition of the hottest new podcast on all platforms. Fat fish. Sit back and strap yourself in for the wildest ride on the open seas. Now, lap your fins for the fabulous Fat Fish Brothers, Eric Fish Snyder and Brad Grunny Grunberg, Hello. a.k.a. What's up? How you doing there? Welcome, man. I, I, I'm still bubbling over your visit to the wonderful city of F1 Formula One Racing Las <laughs> Vegas. And we're going to go over your entire trip because you lived, you know, I mean, again, you're the only guy I know who celebrates his birthday at the at, at the age of 37. So I got to give you that. It's not even a it's not even a, a monumental birthday, but you had a great time here in Vegas and we got a chance to spend a lot of time together. And um Talk, tell me about your visit in Vegas and how it culminated with our great guest last week. Well, hanging out with you was so much fun, man. It got to see the crib. We sat back. By the way, Molly loves me, your dog. She loves me. And you got a great crib. You got a good Thank thing you. going there, buddy. I love the outside pool. I was thinking about cannonballing from the uh, roof but I didn't want to flood the valley. What did you think about the backyard? Isn't the backyard like Ohio? And my my wife made a backyard that's so green in Las Vegas. My water bill is out, 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 out the roof in the summertime just to keep everything so green. But happy wife, happy life, right? Exactly. And you totally married up. Ay, Jesus. I can't believe she married you. But uh, no, I had a great time. Everybody was so kind to me. Um but the highlight probably was going to uh, see Carrot Top for the eighth time on my birthday uh, with my uh, friend Kathy. And, uh, of course, uh, our podcast at uh, Stinky Paw Studios. Thank you, John Orlando, once again. And uh, oh, it was unbelievable. It was so much fun. And, you know, it was great. We, we, we asked him anything, and he answered all of the questions. And he was absolutely hilarious. I, I thought, let me jump in on, let me jump in before I let you talk about uh, Carrot Top because Scott Thompson's a really good friend. That's his name in real life. And what yeah. a down to earth, humble, and, and we can talk about, if you haven't watched it, it's our last pod. This is podcast 37, everybody. Welcome. And we're on a Monday of Thanksgiving week, and we're thankful. I'm thankful for Brad Grumberg. What I'm thankful about, if you walk into Sticky Paws Studio, and John Orlando, thank you so much. Tony Orlando's son, good friend of Brad's. And as you walk in, a guy's doing a podcast in the studio of Brad Garrett of of uh, Ray Romano's show. What was it? Uh, Everyone loves Raymond, and he walks out and he shakes. He's you know he's 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 a showman like Brad Grumberg, and he shakes my hand. I go, we, we went to rival high schools. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he looks at Grumberg and shakes Brad Grumberg's hand and goes, Well, now I know where the donuts went. <laughs> <laughs> so that started the evening out, and then we got a chance. I never met Carrot Top before. But I know what an icon he is in my town. I, I, I realized just by interviewing him, he's been at the Luxor since 2005. And he's he, he's been a headliner in his town. But he's a headliner in my book after interviewing him. It's the kind, the kind of person he was. And that those I don't want to give away any stories. But the Jack Nicholson stories about meeting Nicholson are on the ground. About oh. Don Rickles. About Jay Leno. I'm going you know, old school here. <laughs> Elizabeth Taylor and Bill Clinton. And the voices oh. he does. The way he does his imitations. Phenomenal. 
what's great about his imitations, they're so bad, which makes them so good. You know, I mean, it kind of sounds like the person, but he's just great. You know, he's just a special guy, you know, and I'm so glad he was able to do our podcast and we did it live. Our first one live, number 36, and this is 37. The week, uh, this is Monday, you know, we give thanks on Thursday, but I give thanks every day. Every day I give thanks that I woke up, that I have someone like you in my life, Fish. We reconnected after, what, 30 years? And uh, look at this uh, wonderful thing we're doing, uh, uh, Fat Fish Podcast. Fat Fish Brothers, baby. And we go back yeah. and forth. We just enjoy enjoy our friendship, and we yeah. enjoy uh, whatever subject we talk about. There's we we both have busy lives. You you know right. Thank God the strike is over. You get to work soon, and you take care of your parents. You drive a lift. I have my life, wife, family, work. But this hour, you know, we don't get paid for this. Everybody, we want to. We want someone to sponsor us. You know, maybe someone out there. And, and we're on ten different outlets right now. And you can see that we're gonna add some more. You look at the crawl on the bottom. But I have so much fun in this hour. I get to vent with a guy that I, I share history with. And I know that sounds boring to some of, you, some of you. But what you're thankful for, and Brad's part of this, are the four Fs. The four Fs on Thanksgiving are food, family, football, and something I take part in, Brad has to pay for it, fornication. Those are the four <laughs> Fs of Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. I have to pay a lot of money for that. Now, you know what? Keeping people in your life around this time, I usually I take inventory on uh, who's in my life, and I have a little. I do this thing that I've been doing since college, University of Arizona. My friend, me and my friend Greg Leifer, we call him Bubba. We had review board where we put people on review, and we see if they uh, make the cut. And uh, recently, I've gotten rid of a lot of people, and I'm so happy about it. They were just you know toxic and. You know, negative. Keep talking. And oh, where are you going? And negative. My, cat, my dog. I got my dog and cat go crazy when we do this thing. How do your cat and dog hear your voice? I know. I love me. I should move in. I should move in. Um, but no, having the right people in your life, positivity and love is so important. And I'm telling you, don't keep people around if they're bringing you down. I'm telling you, get rid of them. Adios. And I have, and I feel great about it. I waited too long. I waited too long. But uh, guess what, Fish? You made the cut. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Well, guess what? I'm getting rid of you. <laughs> yeah, good. Oh, thank hey, God. Look, look at this quote. I, I, I look at different quotes, and I bring up different memes. But what you yeah. said is really transparent. And look at this quote by this great, great writer, J.R. Tolkien. Yeah, you oh. can only come to the morning through the shadows. Do you know what that means? Do you know what that means? You can only come to the morning through the shadows, meaning if you have a dark day, there's going to be a morning. There's going to be, you know, the, the great the great musical Annie. The sun will come up. I can't sing. You do it. The sun will come up tomorrow. Tomorrow. Do it. tomorrow. That's all I know. Well, you named, no, your dog after, you, you named your dog after Little Orphan Annie. So, yeah. um, But I think it's important. I mean, we, 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 we preach a little bit sometimes on this show. And it's good because we have wisdom. We're, we're, we're older. For a lot of our audience is younger. But the world's a shit place right now in a lot of places. And really, um, yep. you need, like Brad said, get, get rid of all the toxicity in your life. And 
smile. I get a chance to smile at work. I get you do it. Brad does the same thing I do. He does it in a car, driving a lift, or he does it in front of a TV, uh, in front of a camera, entertaining. I do it behind a bar, and uh, you know it. Uh, I, as much as the crap you can take as a bartender, ninety percent of the time, you're laughing and you're having fun and you're just chopping it up with people, and and we're lucky. Well, you're the best in the business. I have watched you oh, a number of stop. A number of times, and you are, and you make people happy. You you crack them up, and that's when they, you know. One thing that I learned a long time ago, you know, when I when I auditioned to be an MC at the Hollywood Tropicana, the only thing they cared about not making people laugh, not making people happy, if the bar was up. That's all. And through my laughter, the bar went up, and I I, I got a job. And you know, fourteen years later, I was still there. You know, it's it's funny about Brad. I whenever I get with Brad, we go go out to eat. I take him to a a, a really nice deli here in Las Vegas, and he Bagel Cafe, he, baby. Yeah, and and every every person you know, here comes the bus boy, right? <laughs> the guy's an Hispanic guy, can't speak English, and Brad goes, "You want to go to the strip club with me later?" Everyone's busting <laughs> up laughing. Here comes the, the waitress; she's got to be eighteen years old, and Brad goes, "You want a date later?" He talks to everybody. <laughs> You know, it's almost like he's got Asperger's or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> and then the owner, the owner sits time down. And I know the owner because our kids went to grade school together. Great man, Savas. And, and, and that his establishment's been there oh, 30 nice years. <laughs> Brad, really nice guy. Of course, Brad Brad goes for the dick jokes, but he makes people laugh. I, I, also, I automatically get embarrassed, but he makes it work. And that's what comedy is. Don Rickles, if you watch Don Rickles, he made it work putting people down because the timing was right. I think I don't have it. You got it. Comedy is all timing. Correct. And by the way, um, with the shadow, you know, uh, you know, making coming through the shadows in the morning, my dad has always instilled in me. If you have a bad day tomorrow, clean slate, clean slate, it starts a brand new day. So you forget about the past and move on to the future. And it's really worked for me. Clean slate every day, everybody. Remember, yeah. you, can only get, you can only go up. You can only get better. Right. Let, let me let me let me go through a couple of things. We're gonna we're gonna hit a couple of topics today. But this is something that's true to your heart because you know a lot of these people. And I'm going through this, and I saw this on on Instagram, and I said, Jesus, Brad knows a lot of these people. We're gonna go. This is the cast, Brad, of 1992. And look at this. This is the cast of Saturday Night Live. Right. I'll name some that I can. Chris Rock. Chris Farley, who you love, Al Franken, Rob Schneider, Dana Carvey, Kevin Nealon, Hartman, um, Dana Carvey. There's your boy, Sandler. Sandler. I don't know who the two girls are or the black guy next to Nealon, but look at that star-studded cast of 1992 Saturday Night Live. That's no wonder why that show was number one back then. Fantastic. Yep. Uh, unbelievable cast. Unbelievable. It was that's when that's when Saturday Night Live was great. Have you seen it lately? It's terrible. Un yeah, unwatchable, I, absolutely I, I, unwatchable. Really. I don't like to. I don't like to talk negative about other shows. No, no, I'm being honest. I mean, let's talk honesty here. No I mean, shit. I mean, it, I mean, Lauren Michaels. I love Lauren Michaels, but it's time. You know, it's jumped the shark. I mean, I'm telling you. Um, Who are the girls? You know who the girls are because you know all these people. Uh, oh, you yeah, met them. I mean, oh, what's her name? You know who the ladies are in that picture. Uh, I, I don't know her name. I, I can look it up, but you yeah. look at. I mean, if name name. Okay, Farley, Rock. Think of Farley. how many of those people. And and look, Phil Hartman, tragic. 
Farley tragic, but yep. look at Sam. Look at look at it's funny. Rock and Sandler are basically Sandler's in back of Rock, and look at their careers, and they were just babies. Look at Sandler; it's like he's twelve years old. Oh, yeah. That's, you know? that's I mean, well, I, well, of course, that's Timmy Meadows next to Kevin Nealon. Okay, Tim Meadows. Don't know who that is. Great guy, great guy, funny guy. So I do you think this? On, let, me uh, you know this. let me ask you this. And one wait, of my you favorite. Want to know the all... other girl? Wait before you. Uh, you want to know the other girl? Um, uh, what's her name? All right, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Okay, go well, ahead. Well, let me ask you this. Do you think this is a stupid oh, question? Oh, I got Melanie Hutzel. One of my favorite. Wait, wait, before you go. That's Melanie Hutzel right there. Now we got them all. Melanie Hutzel. Hutzel yeah. She was very funny, very funny. I don't know if I've ever dated her before. You might, she might have come in the mom's saloon. Uh, yeah, you did. You asked her out, and she looked at you and go, yeah, right. Yeah, no sure. Way. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't want a bartender. I want, I want, I want Jack Wagner's working at the other station. He's going to be a star. <laughs> so, so here, here's this. This is great. Could you see? You see this dynamic, right? And I have to think this. And it's a stupid question, but you would know the answer. So you see David Spade next to Sandler and Timmy Meadows. And you see Farley up there in the right. front. Right. You have to think that because of that union right there, that one of my favorite movies, Tommy Boy. Because these two guys are working together, correct? Yes. And my very dear friend, Pete Siegel, directed them in Tommy Boy. One of the best films, one of the best comedies ever. Oh, was that funny? And oh, uh, Brian so Dennehy great. as the father. Oh, my God. Brian Dennehy. Wow. Yeah. Oh, big Tommy Callahan. Oh, so, all right, Bobby, I want to go back to the blast of the past because you say this was a great time. That's the best cast I can remember. But when we were kids... 1976, Belushi uh, and Bill yeah. Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Gilda Radner, um, Lorraine, what's her name? Uh, Lorraine, Newman. Redhead? Lorraine Newman. Garrett, Garrett, what, Morris? I mean, Garrett I'm not Morris, Lorraine somebody. Newman. By the way, remember when the Blues Brothers came out for the first time? Yes. Uh, oh my gosh. It was incredible. Ah, uh, you know, they were the best. We, they, they filmed one of, well, they filmed a movie called About Last Night at Mom's. Yeah, and 1980, early 1986 got released. Rob Lowe, and I had a chance to sit and talk to Jim Belushi. And what a not not only was he nice, you know, but he's in uh -huh. he was in he's a method guy. He's in character playing the character Lenny that he was, whatever his name was in the film. But we got some great John Belushi stories out of him, and that oh, John right. Belushi was a Shakespearean scholar. And you think about this blubbery guy that's in Animal House, and yeah. he was very learned. And it's a shame, you know, it's a shame you see Farley, you see Hardman was shot, wasn't he? Was he killed by his wife? No, he was, he was yep, yes. He was sleeping and his wife uh, addicted to cocaine. She shot him while he was sleeping and then she shot herself, yeah. Took her own life. And look at Belushi, look at the tragedy of John Candy, Farley, Belushi. I know. So, some of our great, you know, Richard Pryor went too young and George Carlin and, you know, Rickles lived a great life, but. What I'm preaching to you today as we're thankful on Thanksgiving week is that the comics in our life, the people that make you laugh, stay around them. The people that make you frown, get them the fuck out of your lives. Just do it. Do it. It's yeah. easy. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, I guarantee you, Brad, you've had a lot of people take advantage of you because you're so nice. I mean, I, no, 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 that's not, that's not true. See, my mom always said I was a goody goody. My, my grandma, my best friend said I was a goody goody. I do things because I want to do it. I get more joy out of helping people than the people I help. No one takes advantage of me. But, well, but no, not well. But, Fish, 
I let some people hang around too long. That's for damn sure. And uh, they're now gone and I'm happier and I'm meeting new people. You know what I'm saying? I'm letting uh, new people in my life, you know, and uh, I want to get, I want to get to some sports talk, but I, I saw a meme and these are, these are the new underwears that are coming out. Now the strike's over and we got people going back to work soon. I mean, I, I know probably at the beginning of the year, you see a lot of production, but at least yeah. the shit's over with and we can focus on some great new entertainment from the guys like Brad and, and, and the industry. But look at this new underwear. Let me tell you the one that Brad modeled and the one I did. <laughs> <laughs> there you are on the right. <laughs> if you're, you always talk about tushies and tuchuses and yeah. that ass. If your ass looks that good, the one with the whatever, that's a fuchsia kind of color. Yeah. My God, think of the, think of the, you could go to Wet Republic and the, and, and the girls will let you squirt them, you know? Oh By the way, uh, Wet Republic, great time. Thank you, Vanessa Saros. Oh, she she took care of me, boy. She took care of John Orlando, of course. Uh, Geo Elmore. I had, a, I had a, my own crew there. And I'm telling you, that's the place to be. If you're in Vegas, go to Wet Republic. Uh, you'll thank me in the morning. Oh, boy. Bro, little, little, little sport talk right now. That I, I, I got to give you. My, my son's shitting himself. He's so involved. Max is a, a graphic artist on, on the F1. Big thing happening here. So he's working seven days a week, 12 hours a day. But he has time to say, text me and go, tell Grunny, bear down. How about the Arizona uh, Wildcats and this run they're on? It, you know, and the coach's name is, by the way, the coach's name Fish. is Shed Fish. Fish. Yes. Talk. Talk about your it's, Wildcats. It's tremendous. I mean, it's, you know... We switched up our quarterback, and he is, I mean, he's a beast. I mean, the guy has flipped the script, and uh, we're going to a bowl. I'm telling you. Oh, we've been in the cellar for the last maybe five years, maybe more, but we are, trust me, when people play Arizona now, it's no joke. Oh. I'm so excited. Oh, my God. I, Rob uh, Gar. The Gronk came back to uh, uh, Arizona for homecoming. I mean, we've got some. We got some. Uh, we listen. There's some big time people going to come out of Arizona's program. Going to you're, you're a um, you're a social media whore. You're everywhere. Facebook, oh, Instagram. Am I, am I, you, got, you can't go on and see a picture of you and in, in, in love connection or whatever you're doing. Right. Yeah. I was yeah. shocked that you didn't go to the UCLA game, Brett. My son says, because UCLA played Arizona, and Arizona held UCLA, beat them 17-7. The Wildcats right. beat the Bruins 17-7. I was shocked you didn't go. I was. I, I said the match, I said, I guarantee you, I'll get 17 texts of pictures of Brad at the Rose Bowl, you know, with his arm around, the, you know, well, the, the vendor that gives him free food, number one, or anyone else he can find. <laughs> did, you know, did you know there was 30,000 Arizona fans? No, I'm sorry, I'm wrong. There was fifteen to 20,000 Arizona fans that came up from Tucson and you yep. have a huge contingency of alumni that live in, in in LA. Did you know that? I knew that. Yes. Do, do, okay. My now I'm segueing another question. Do you ever get together? You ever have like a uh, get together and do watch parties with your Arizona alumni? Because this is big. Arizona is known for basketball, and now your football team's legit. Can I ask you a question? Can I answer the question? Uh, you you know <laughs> you like to talk fish fish this way. Give and take. Give and take. Uh, yes. I do. I have watch parties with my Arizona alumni when they come in. But a lot of my buddies are all around the country. A lot of them are in Michigan, Phoenix, uh, uh, where else? Uh, New York. 
But uh, I have a lot of friends who uh, live in LA and we watch the games together. Uh, basketball, we beat Duke. How's that? How was oh. that? Duke? At Duke. Yeah, we beat Duke at Duke. How's that one, baby? That's you. Tommy Boy got it done. I mean, we have a great sports program at the University of Arizona. It's, 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 I'm telling you, it rivals some UCLA, USC, some of these, you know, Big Ten teams, Big Ten schools. It's just fun. As Max would tell you, Arizona changed my life. I think it changed his life. It was so much fun. Oh. And really, I was always in the library, uh, not in the Bullshit. library. Uh, yeah. Bullshit. <laughs> yeah. What was your great I, I picture? I showed on one of the podcasts that you studied and it was a porno, <laughs> a porno book. Yeah. Well, well, what was your great point my, average? What my was kid's 18 years average? old and he goes to one of the top partying <laughs> dorms in the country. It's called Coronado at the time in Arizona. And we're moving him in, my brothers, and we're moving him in. And there's a girl blow drying her hair in one of the rooms right next to Max. And my brother Bobby says to me, oh, how cool, man. One of the guys has his girlfriend, you know, hanging out and this and that. She goes, no, this is my, this is, I live here. And my brother looks at me and goes, oh, shit. Max is, Max is going to do really well here. You never had, when I went to college, I, went to, I don't know about you, but the dorms at the University of Texas were, weren't co-ed. There was men and there was women. Would it be? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, they were not co-ed when I went there, but uh, it became co-ed. Uh, and now uh, Kai Babachuka across the street, 309 Buzz 2. That was my room for three years. I know I was a dorm rat uh, because the bathroom was in front of my my room. I don't know why I like that so much. But um, yeah, <laughs> it's all co-ed now. Yeah, all the dorms are co-ed. Yeah, I know no. the big man had a good time, but uh, it was really a lot of fun. Yeah, you know what? Maybe. It's great for the university. It's yeah. great. everyone knows of, of Arizona. I think of Phoenix, and and you know it's a big city, four major sports teams. But Tucson's a great city. And I've been there at the games, and it's so good for that community to have a, a, a sports program like they do. Thinking about sports, right? Besides the F one, breaking news over the weekend, and you probably saw this: the Major League Baseball owners, thirty to zero, approve. The Oakland A's are coming to Las Vegas. Now, I'll let yeah. you speak on this. I talk too much. If no, you won't. You, no, you won't. <laughs> yeah, you won't. If you no, won't. Told, I've been in Vegas over 30 years. If you would have told me 10 years ago that we'd have even one major sports team, now we got the Knights, we got the Raiders, we're going to have the A's. So I'm sad for the city of Oakland. I've never seen a, a city ever lose three major sports teams, and they have yeah. nothing. But we'll take them. Hey, it's it's big business. That's what it is. So it's uh, the Oakland Stadium, the Las Vegas A's, is, are going to be where the Tropicana used to be, right? They're going to mow that down. Tropicana Correct. Hotel, right? Wow. That's cool. You could, you know, take, they call it the triangle. You got uh, that, and you go across the way a little bit up, and you got the Raiders Stadium, Allegiant, and you go across the, the bridge again, and you have T-Mobile where the Knights play. So all the wow. stadiums are kind of close to each other, and they're close to the airport, which is smart because they want to get people in that are from out of town and it's easy access to get them to the, to the strip and get them to, to the games. Um, I want to go over some Thanksgiving stuff with you, but I, I found a thing that was really dear to my heart about, about nostalgia. And they were talking about the greatest American athletes and this guy is never brought up. And I know everyone knows it's our age who this guy is Jim Thorpe. Right? Oh, wow. Brad, read that. Read, read, read his legend, accomplishments legend. for a guy who was 1920s. 
man was unbelievable. First team all pro 1923, eight NFL seasons. Uh, he was all decade team in the 20s. Uh, 50th anniversary all time team. This guy was an incredible athlete. Incredible. And this was in the 20s. Uh, he, I mean, he, had, he got two gold medals in the Olympics. I yeah. mean, come on, man. I mean, you know, remember remember uh, Jan Michael Vincent? Well, didn't he play uh, that Disney World's Greatest Athlete? Or was that uh, – yeah, that was him, right? That, that movie. Him uh, or Kurt Russell. I can't remember. Or Kurt Russell was it. Yeah, Kurt yeah. Russell was the World's Greatest Athlete uh, Disney film. But this guy – look at him. I mean, if you put him in a lineup, would you say that he was the greatest athlete of the 10? Never. Look at that body. He looks like – you know what he looks like? He looks like a methed out Mark Wahlberg. Look at the face, you know, kind of. Methed out. You go well, to the, the face. He's kind of older. Really. He's, he's a handsome guy. Yeah. Indian, American Indian descent. Yeah. Well, look at that. Look at this, Brad. Six Major League Baseball seasons and the Associated Press greatest athlete of the first half of the 20th century. A lot of times we forget. We talk about the Michael Jordans and we talk about, uh, you know, all, all the great athletes. That we Deion have. Sanders. Deion Sanders, football oh, and baseball. Great. Oh, wow. Now, baseball player Willie Mays, but there was a guy that that started two sports and 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 the last, Olympic athlete champion, major league baseball champion. Shout out to Jim Thorpe because he did in the twenties, and you don't have to have a body like that. You know, it's 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 crazy. Hey, bu hey, buddy, real quick, you can have a the body Golden like that. Warriors lost five in a row. Can you get on the fucking team and tell Kerr you could you could you could shoot the three and tell I Draymond know. to stop choking people. Hey, it's part of basketball, man. Win, you lose, but he'll get back. They'll get back on on uh, on track. Don't worry. Steve Kerr knows what he's doing. That's why he's got uh, four rings, five rings as a player, nine rings. Everybody, you know what? Everybody loves to jump on the bandwagon when people do bad. That's another thing that I don't like. Okay, people do. Pe Listen to me. Stop talking for a second. Do people wish you well, or? Not not better than them. That's the thing that I don't like. It's not. You're, it's not. It's not piling on. You're, you're a thousand. Percent no, no, no. Listen to what I'm saying for one second. Do people wish you well or not better than themselves? Okay. You wish people well. You're happy for people. I could ask you why a team's on a five game losing streak. I'm That's not explain, It's a seg, It's called a segue. We're done with Steve Kerr. He'll get back on track. Now I'm saying that people pile on. When when winners like Steve Kerr have a bad run, it's you not a bad a, run. A bad run is five seasons of shitty. All right. What about your bad run in the bar? Sometimes you have a bad run. Tomorrow's a brand new day, right? Yeah, you give me the runs. I'll tell you what. Your <laughs> dialogue, you fat fuck. Jesus Christ! Uh, I've seen you. Right I tell you, I'm not, I'm not sitting there talking. I love Steve Kerr. I like. I just. I'm trying to get dialogue with you. You get defensive, like you that, like you own the team. I'm getting defensive because he's my boy. I love Doesn't Steve. Have to be your boy. Well, so they lose fifteen. I'm going to start putting down the, the Raiders. They suck. The Raiders, this guy, that guy, let me tell you G, something. G, all that money. This, yeah. this is the this is the problem. You're woke culture, and I'm not. Okay, the Raiders have had eighteen out of twenty seasons of losing. The facts are facts. Right, okay? right, right. So I'm, what I'm are not piling on facts. Are, that's yeah. the thing about sports that I love. You win or you lose. You can't make excuses. Okay. No, all I'm right. saying to you is the Warriors. Are 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 a five game losing streak that hasn't happened under this guy. I want to I want to go this place with you. I think Draymond Green might be a little bit of a head case. And how does Steve Kerr deal with this guy? Because this isn't the first time he's used his fist. Oh yeah, did you hear about? Did you see the chokehold? 
Did you yeah, see Yeah, of course. Yeah. You got the five-game suspension, and Steve Kerr said that's unacceptable. Yeah, no, Draymond Green is nuts, but that's what makes him great, okay? Um, he is nuts on the court. He gives his all. I'm telling you, they need him, but, you know, no, he does need the five-game suspension. You can't put somebody in a chokehold, you know? No. People I die. People Let die. me ask you this. You're the biggest NBA fan I know. I still don't know the ramifications or the rules of the play-in tournament. What the hell is a play-in tournament I, during know, the season? Just to make more revenue. I don't even understand it myself. It's crazy. It's like, why are they doing that? I, I don't understand it. Uh, to be honest with you, my friend tried to explain it to me. I still don't understand it. I don't understand it. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's no revenue. I'll tell you why. The NBA yeah. should do what other sports do. Don't compete. Do not put your games up against the NFL. You know, there's a slew of NBA games on. The Kansas City Chiefs play the Philadelphia Eagles this tonight, Monday night. Tonight, okay. Monday night football. We get yeah. done in a few hours. That's a rematch of the Super Bowl. I don't care. LeBron James, who I love. I love what LeBron James does off the court. He's a phenomenal human being. Put your ego aside, LeBron. Your sport is not as popular as the NFL. I'm sorry it isn't, okay? Our sports aren't as popular as soccer. Sorry, it isn't. Just re we're talking facts. The Warriors lost five in a row. <laughs> <laughs> you are one sick puppy. So um, I, I want to talk to you about family. You okay. have a big family. I have a big family. Uh -huh. um, I want you to talk about, because this is my favorite holiday because of the four things we talked about, the family food and all that stuff. And it's football. Vicky, uh, Vicky has her entire family coming in. Entire. Cousins, wow. aunts, uncles. There's 20... You were in my house. There'd be 25 people of her family here. Wow. Okay? They start coming in. A lot of them stay with us, and and, and, and it's a lot of fun. Sure. Um, what about you? Is it just your immediate family? Do you have – I don't even ask you. Do you well, have cousins uh, and usually, usually we go uh, to my brother's. He has an incredible spread out there, and uh, it's, oh, it's all family, all love. Uh, my sister goes out, comes out with her family, and, uh, of course, my brother's family's out there, and then we come out. I bring my parents out. We bring all the dogs, all the dogs get to come to Thanksgiving. And then my brother's in-laws, they're great people, and it's a lot of fun. We watch football, and we have some great food. Um, yeah, my brother's a great cook, and his wife's a great cook, and uh, everybody brings a little something. Uh, you know, never come, as my grandma always said, Helen Nanny Klein, never come empty-handed. Do you cook, Brad? You, is there a dish? Can you, can you cook? Is there a dish you can no. cook? Uh, no, you know, I cook uh, drive-through uh, Chick-fil-A. Uh, <laughs> I cook uh, drive-through McDonald's. Uh, no, I'm I'm not a very good. Right. Cook. Terrible. Are you a good cook? No, and I should be. I could cook, but not. I mean, I'm not. My wife can. My wife can go in my pantry right now and make a five star meal with whatever the fuck we have in there. And my there's a lot of shit. My wife shops like there's going to be a world world war three and would be rations, but. She she's very creative. If I I can, if I go to a, if I look at a recipe, I could do it. I'm doing pasta dishes, but no, I am not that kind of cook, and I should be. I've been in the what, restaurant business, but um, what's I can make a drink. That's what that's what my job is on Thanksgiving. You take care of the drinks. I'll tell you what I'm good at. Nothing. Putting up with you. Uh, yeah, I could grill. I'm very good at grilling. Oh, okay. I love grilling chicken, cutlets. I love taking the tin foil and put and then. And then putting the and then like little garlic salt on putting corn it, cob and putting around there and 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 uh, put that in the grill. Color your, hair, color your hair. Do you put the tin foil in there? 
let me ask you, uh, like if you were having one meal for Vicky to cook for your birthday, what is the one meal you love her to cook? Oh, she makes she makes great Italian food. She her her uh, her lasagna is up there with some. I mean, she can go oh. on the Gordon Ramsay and Bobby Flay shows oh, and she okay. win. You know, so she says to me, "What do you want for your birthday, September?" I said, "I you know I had this chicken miso." Um, the cooks made it for me over at, at Chuck. It was fantastic. So I see her. She gets a book. She makes it. It was phenomenal. You know, I, I scored. I got the, the girl, you know, Youngstown girls. She's from Youngstown, Ohio. She's a Midwest woman, right? There's all thing. They could roll. They could roll the stroller with one hand, right? Yeah. Roll the, the, the lawnmower with the other and drink a beer at the same time. You know? <laughs> It's leave the comedy to me, but anyway, um, no, you are you, you, you definitely, you definitely lucked out. You have a beautiful wife, you have a very handsome son, way better looking than you, and more talented. And uh, that's and you have a beautiful, you do have a beautiful family, man. I have to say, and uh, family is what it's all about. Getting back that's to Thanksgiving, our, yeah, getting back. Do you have a do you have a favorite Thanksgiving story? You know what? I, I, I'm going to go I back. Do. I'm, I'm, I'm a, you tell it, tell it. I, I'll tell you. Just when my grandma was around, that was uh, my, my favorite times because you she, know you're. Before I get to my story, yeah. Um, I love my nanny, Nanny Rose. You have, you have, you have the nanny, and and the fact that you could Nanny Klein, the fact that you could take her to a strip club and she just is talk. She's, I guarantee you. Your grandmother's like my grandmother, never had a bad word about anybody. Saddam Hussein could walk in or bin Laden and she'd say, You want a little soup and canada luck? You know, she yeah. they cook for him, you know. Um yeah. my nanny, and go to your nanny, my, when I when she come and stay with me, my my grandmother died in two thousand. So I was bartending at a place called Oasis Bar and Grill, not far from my house. I get off at midnight and I come home and she always stayed. When she came up here, she'd always stay. And she's one of these women that smelled like mothballs. And they always had the, they didn't <laughs> do the same thing. They put the toilet paper in their hair before they go to sleep, right? Right. Okay. Now I'm 40 years old, 40. I walk in the door and try and be quiet. And I hear these little, these little pristine steps go across my wood floors. And she say, hello, darling. Cause she was a New Yorker. Hello, darling. Do you want a, you want a piece of chocolate cake and a glass of milk? You know, and, I'm <laughs> and she cut it for me and said, tell me about your night. You know, it was just. For, and, for and me, she, my grandma. My grandma had a 1962 sky blue Cadillac. And we always knew when Love she it. arrived because the curb finder would hit the hit the sidewalk. And we hear the curb finder going up the street. And we go, all right, everybody go out and help Nanny with all her goodies. And she'd make chopped liver. That was my favorite. She made the oh. best chopped liver ever and chicken sandwiches. Um, we would go to my brother, my sister, and me would go to Hughes Market uh, on Beverly and um, sure. yeah, Beverly and Doheny. It's now I think uh, I think a Ralph's, but we would wait for the chickens to come out at two o'clock. And my grandma would be there with the mittens, waiting for the red hot chickens to come out. And no one could get. It was like she was in the paint. She elbowed people out of the way, and she'd go, "All right, uh, Bradley, hold this one. Gregory, hold this one. Tiffany, hold this one." All right, uh, okay, give me that one back. Okay, we'll take these two. And we go back to her apartment and she would make these unbelievable chicken sandwiches on uh, on uh, Hala. 
and uh, egg bread, and it was on with the mayonnaise coming out the side. Oh my goodness! Oh, I'm hungry now. Come no, back, come back, Nanny right. Klein. Did you eat the chopped liver? Yeah. I like the cold but rye bread, but did you yeah. put onions in it? Did you put onions in the chopped liver? Yeah, that yeah. makes it the best. Oh. She did. No, she. I did couldn't stand best. liver. Liver, man, I throw up. I could not. I don't like liver, but I eat chopped chop liver. Yeah. yeah, I hated liver, but I like chopped liver. Isn't that crazy? Love this guy, love this guy. Yeah, I tell you. Um, yeah, I grandmothers are the best, and you know that those stories and think about the life they led. Think about um, your grandmother passed away when um, August twenty third, nineteen ninety six, at five thirty three in the morning. Yeah, wow. See, but I got to say goodbye to her. Tell her I loved her. I told her I'd see her again. We did everything. I did everything with her one more time that we love to do. So when she left and she went to heaven, I was I was okay because she was ill. I didn't want to see her sick. That's the thing. You want to live a quality life, not quantity. You know, to lay in a bed, to see someone you love lay in a bed, that's not fair to that person, and it's not fair to you, you know? Well, I, I, I had a lot of life of seeing people laying in bed. I was next to them. <laughs> you don't have that in your life. <laughs> Wait, what? Where I've seen a lot of people laying in bed. The great thing is I was next to them in my life. Oh, oh yeah. okay. Uh, oh, oh. Uh, Women so, or men? Women my, or men? My favorite Thanksgiving story happened two years ago, <laughs> 2021. Of all the Thanksgivings, Vicky's okay. entire family, there's 40 people in my house. Now, let's go back to April 7th of that year. The NFL schedule comes out, and I said, Vicky, the Raiders are playing the Dallas Cowboys. It's a 12:30 game. We had to do Thanksgiving dinner around 2. I said, I am not leaving my man cave. You saw my man cave personally, all right? And none of your fucking family's coming in that room, all right? Wow. So this is April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Right. So the Raider game, they all want to eat. It's about 2 33 o'clock. The game goes into overtime. And it goes to the last play in overtime. And I could hear so I won't mention names, her father-in-law, my father-in-law. <laughs> They're sitting there going, he's watching. I could hear them. He's watching the football game. How rude is it? And I'm screaming. You can fucking eat, eat. I'm going to stand on ceremony. I'm watching the Raider game. And wow. I, I don't know who it was says they're going to lose because because he's making this way to go. I'm not making you wait. You Bad know, karma. The Raiders win. The Raiders oh. were like 12 point underdogs at the Cowboys. They went on a last second field goal, right? Really? And I walk out of that room and I'm like, you remember Vinny Chase's brother and entourage? Remember drama? Yeah. Victory! Yeah. <laughs> and. And it was, it was just my favorite because they all had that, that look on their face. Like, and they, were, they ate, you know. Wait, wait, wait. I don't understand. Wait, wait, let me recap this. You, there's 40 people. You're alone in your man cave watching with the game. Well, oh, with Max. Okay, with your son. This one. So my, my nephew, Brian, my nephew, Brett, the cousin, Tyler, they all kind of come in during the game. And I'm, 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 because they, they, they're not, they're, they're fans. But they're like, they had to talk. And I like to watch a Raider game. You only get, what, 17 football games a year. It's my team, right? Get the fuck out, you know? And I hear my wife going, Eric, you're being rude, you know? And I just, uh, I'm going to get a lot of shit. So thank God the Raiders won. It was, you know, it was just a great experience. Yeah, but, but you know what's funny? When I walked out of that room, there was complete silence. I said, victory! And they weren't happy that my Raiders won. Well, then did you then then did you visit with your family? Did you? Yeah, his friends. Okay. We had a glass and this and that. I was in a great mood. You know, it's uh, first of all, 
you, those, these are, you know, sports. Two of the most polarizing teams in sports and football are the Cowboys and the Raiders. You either love them or you hate them. There's no in between. It's like right. the Yankees and the Dodgers in, in baseball. You love them or hate them. The Lakers or the, or the Celtics, you love them or hate them. There's always two teams in every sport that are polarizing. Right. Um, so I was, it was a great, it was a great, great Thanksgiving. And food was great. It's always great. Have, imagine this. The Arizona Wildcats are playing Arizona State, the big rivalry. It's Thanksgiving Day. And Arizona wins on a last-second field goal, and they're big underdogs. How much better is that turkey feel or Nanny's chicken sandwich on the challah and chopped liver once Arizona wins, right? Anytime Arizona beats Arizona State, I love it. It doesn't matter what sport. And that, you know, it's going to be a great game this year, too. I think we're, we're looking pretty good to beat them. Did you ASU's did you go to a lot of AU games when you were going there? Did you go to a lot of football games when they're oh, home? Yeah. all of them? I went, I went to all of them, yeah. yeah. I went to all of them with my we I think our fraternity had like a block seating, you know. Isn't and, isn't that cool? Like you did at Max, that the stadium is on the campus. I mean, these poor fuckers at UCLA have to yeah. drive to the Rose Bowl. No wonder they have no student section. The kids want to get drunk. You you refresh my memory. I would think Westwood to Pasadena without traffic's gotta be at least 35, 40 minutes, right? Oh, uh, but there's always traffic. They take, you know, they get on buses. They take their cars. Yeah, it must be a shit show in uh, Pasadena. But uh, you're right. I mean, listen, uh, USC has the Coliseum, and that's in their backyard. So that's basically they're on their campus. But uh, yeah, it's, I think it's so important to have your stadium on your campus. I mean, you know, more. T I mean, I don't know how many students really go to UCLA games. I mean, they pack they pack uh, the Rose Bowl, but still. You know, it's LA. Let yeah. me ask you this: Have you ever had a bad Thanksgiving? Um, have I had a bad? But I, I don't look at Thanksgiving like you. I I give my thanks every day. To me, no, I mean a Thanksgiving day. dinner where uh, someone argues. They're always the. They're always. It's funny, you know. In the uh, you know, there's always a fight. Who's gonna have Thanksgiving? My brother, or my sister. Where we're gonna go? I mean, it, it should be like this. It should be, uh, you know. Uh, Jewish holidays over here, uh, Thanksgiving over there, Hanukkah over here, Christmas over there. That's how it should be. But there's always like a little argument uh, between uh, the family of where we should have it. But my brother always puts on a great spread um, for Thanksgiving. And my sister's had Thanksgiving too, and she's amazing too. Um, just being together is all about, that's what Thanksgiving's all about. Being together, watching football, laughing, seeing my nephews. That's what it's all about for me. You know, some of these restaurants now, I have to admit, in L.A., everything's closed on Thanksgiving. But in Vegas, everything's open. And these restaurants, including Chuck's Tavern on North Durango, let me give a plug to where I work. Yeah, be um, nice. They do a phenomenal – the cooks back there make a real – they do a phenomenal oh, Thanksgiving. Wow. They have. Um, and Montana Meat Company, same, and all these bars and restaurants are open. They do a phenomenal Thanksgiving. It's not that processed shit turkey. It's a real turkey. With the stuffing and stuff like that. So families have a – some people, not everyone cooks, and you want to get a real dinner, go out to a restaurant. So it's less stressful, you know. And then also, uh, you know, uh, Laugh Factory, Jamie Masada, he always feeds the homeless. I mean, that's the most important. I, I worked a couple of uh, Thanksgivings down at the Midnight Mission. Uh, I gave up my Thanksgiving to go down there because, you know, there's people that are – people that are starving in America. I mean, you know how much food we throw away? Uh. That really bothers me more than anything. People, I mean, are starving. They should not be starving. I saw a commercial, and it was silent. 
there's this young girl and she's emaciated and it says a guy walked up to me and said are you jewish are you muslim are you hindu or are you christian she goes no i'm just hungry and i just lost it i just wow. ate, and it was the saddest thing and they're showing more of these commercials everyone you could talk all the shit you want about mark davis the owner of the raiders but he gives five hundred thousand dollars every year to the clark county food bank for kids wow. So my wife is an elementary school teacher. So a kid gets a, a, a breakfast and a lunch. Because a lot of kids are hungry going to school. My wife, I have to feed this kid and that kid. They don't have any. Hunger is the worst thing. We have such a hunger crisis in this country. Imagine around the world. You're right. Well, I got news for you. you <laughs> there's never a hunger crisis. Trust That's me. me. There's a meal That's for me. you, Brad <laughs> There's not a morsel left, thank God. <laughs> no, it's a very serious subject. Uh, it is. People starving in America, also around the world, in these third world countries. But I mean, we got to take care of ourselves first. I mean, I mean, that's the one thing. If you know, if somebody, a homeless person, comes up to me and asks me, I will buy them anything they want at McDonald's or wherever I am. But I won't. I rarely give them money because that usually goes for drugs or alcohol. And uh, but I want to feed them. You know, I remember. Uh, one guy, I said, uh, would you like me to buy you something to eat? No, I don't want anything to eat. I want money. I go, okay, sorry, buddy. I mean, it was like, you know, like he was insulted that I wouldn't give him money. You know, I wanted to buy him a meal. So, you know, there's a lot of sadness. We have so much sadness in Los Angeles now with the homeless. But uh, hopefully our mayor, she's great, is going to try to, you know. Well, the mayor can do all she wants. But the homeless crisis, I have my own take on that. It's It's horrible. But 95% of homelessness is mental illness. And, and it's mental illness is such an epidemic right now. It's it, you, you see this gun violence. A lot of it is, I hate to get that Debbie Downer on a, on a thankful week. But, but we have to be aware of it. You have to be aware and help, you know. I'm the idiot that always gives a dollar or something like that to a person holding a sign up. And sometimes you could, you know, it could be a scam, but just give yeah. it. Who gives a shit? Give, give a dollar, give it to them, you know. Right. It's you don't want to be that person. So um and that's what right. it's all about. I mean, yeah. are you uh are you one of these guys conspiracy theorists that think that, you know, I hate to say this, but Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday because we talked about it. But that right around the corner is Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, all that kind of stuff. Do you think it's a government generated holiday to build up the fiscal year in economics and growth and spending before the year ends? Because why can't why do I have to give Brad Grumberg a gift in December? Why can't I give it to you in April? You know, why is it to be at the end of the year? I always go by what my 12th grade English teacher, who I'm still dear friends with, says, Walt Gardner. He says, follow the money trail. Follow the money trail. That's my answer. Follow the money trail. What That's does that mean? That's not an answer. All about money. Yeah, I'm answering your question. Yeah, I got, I got, yeah. You're right. Yeah, it is all about money. It's, it's everything's about, about money. Everything's about money, and right. Um, and so, sad. I want you in the next five minutes to encapsulate what this means for you. Now, uh, this long strike that started, God, I was, I, I was, it had to start in May or June, is over. The actors, SAG after has come to an agreement with the studios. The writers have, unfortunately, what you hear, read in the trades. Brad will tell you more about this that a lot of stuff's not going on at, at the first year. How does this benefit you guys more from that? Have you read the new agreement? Uh, yeah. Uh, basically, our day pay has gone up. 
which we we really need for cost of living as as cost of living goes up. We're getting um, now we're getting residuals on streaming shows. Okay, Yellowstone, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, the list goes on, and all your favorite streaming shows. Because a lot of people in this world, it's not just America, are watching shows on streaming, not network television. Okay. Yeah. So the the old you know the old formula of residuals for network TV doesn't really apply to 2023. And then the big thing is AI, uh, artificial intelligence. So let's say you and I were in a scene together. Uh, we were let's say we we're background artists and we were in back of De Niro and Pacino in a scene, and they captured us for that day. You know, in the back uh, at another table. Well, they paid us for that day. Well, the studios wanted to use our likeness for the rest of our life and when we're dead and pay us nothing. So what we got now is, which is great, is if they want to use us, they have to negotiate with us. They have to pay us something that we negotiate with them to use our likeness each time. So if they use our likeness in another show, another movie, uh, 2023, 2025, 2027, they have to uh, negotiate that fee. It's only fair. They can't use our likeness and not pay us. You know, they got to pay us. We, we make money on residuals. That's how we make our money. That's how we make a living. You know, they, they show our TV show 100,000 times. We should get paid for that, right? Absolutely. So that's what we were fighting for. The studios thought they were would buckle early. And often, and we stood strong, we stood shoulder to shoulder. A lot of people suffered, namely myself and a lot of my friends, lost houses, lost marriages, lost cars, lost a lot of things. But in the end, we got what we, we, we didn't get everything we wanted, but you never do in a strike. But we got a lot. And uh, and I really, I, I'm really proud of my union, Sagan after Fran Drescher, uh, Crabtree, he's the greatest, uh, the vice president. I mean, we stood together and we fought. I mean, the nanny, the nanny, baby, she did it for us. She told them to go F themselves. I had a crush on her. Oh, I did when she did that. I, I think she's, I did. I just, I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, why are you sorry? Why are you sorry? What? Why are you sorry? I'm saying, well, because some idiot watching is going to say, what? what's, what's wrong with this guy? Well, you know what? Listen, okay, would, would Vicky ever give you a hall pass to have some relations with the nanny, Fran Drescher? Oh, yeah. If I gave her a $1,000 gift card to Amazon, you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> you got to no. talk to your brother. You got to figure out Mary's life. It's all about negotiation, buddy. I, <laughs> I love that. And she'd buy you a box of condoms, too. Let me, let me tell you something. If I would give Vicky a hall pick. Vicky's in love with Ryan Gosling, and she's okay. in love with Michael P. Jordan, right? I would okay. give her a hall pass if she gave me an unlimited YouTube to watch the NFL package. You oh, know? gosh. And, and uh, Sundays have not bothered me to go do you honeydews while the Raiders are playing. Go. Have fun with these guys. Let, let Apollo Creed's kid. You know. <laughs> nah, it's good. Hey, let me ask you this. I was watching a thing on BBC about the making of TV shows and movies. This is perfect up your alley in, in Europe and America. And the guy do, I, I can't think of the guy. It was James Corden. I think it was was saying in, in Europe, we show less violence and more films and TV shows that are human related 
But we use the C word, and we all know what that is. See you next Tuesday. In yeah. everything, as a regular part of our vernacular. He goes, you guys, and we have nakedness everywhere. Breasts are showing everywhere. I started in the Benny Hill show back in the 70s. You right. guys in America can't say these words, can't show nakedness. He goes, but every fucking five shows is zombie apocalypse and people killing <laughs> each other. He goes, your top shows are the Walking Deads and the and, and every NCIS is a murder and stuff like that. Isn't it amazing that our shows are violent? There's a more, they're more ethereal, they're more mind-related as far as their shows. But they use a C word and they show nakedness. Um, maybe you sense. and I should go move to Europe and do something like that. Because I'd rather see nakedness, especially you, and not yeah. blow-up dolls. And and instead of watching all the crap we have to do, every how many spin-offs are there of The Walking Dead, Brad? 30? <laughs> I it's not my type of show, but you're right. I mean, it's ridiculous. And then you watch the news and what you see on the news. I mean, come on. Or how many you times see on social? Well, how about social media? How about social? How about oh yeah? You really think the kids are not watching porn? You know, come on. You know, I asked my nephews, how 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 young were you when you watched? Well, oh, me and my buddy watched when we were like ten years old. I mean, come on. I mean, listen, you could put all the safeguards up, but yeah, I like Europe because a naked body is a beautiful thing. Not mine, but but uh, but that, why shouldn't we show it? What's wrong? Do you, with do you ever catch this you, subliminally when you're watching a TV show and you watch sports a lot? How many how many teasers do you see for movies that are all like Halloween and Friday the 13th? There's a new one coming out called Thanksgiving. Right, it's all right. about this guy that looks like the, because, the, you know the, why the, the Thanksgiving. He's got he's killing people in this town of whatever it is. There's so yeah. much violence in America in why. movies, what? and yeah. it sells. You know why? I can give you an answer to that. Because horror films make the most money and they are most inexpensive to make. That's why. That's what. Uh, no, no. They have to give me that look. No, I, I no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm why they make so like, like this. Because I know yeah. you're right. No, no, you're right. Yeah. But I don't, I, I have a hard time processing why, why have, that, why we are so hard time processing a lot of stuff. But here's my thing. Here's my point. That's follow the money trail. That's why horror films. Okay. Uh, Action films. These are the movies people want to see and go to see over and over and over and over again. Yesterday, right. Thanksgiving. Yesterday, as I'm preparing Chucky. for this, hang on. Yeah. Yesterday, yeah. after I was watching porno with your nephew, and you were in one of them, you know, <laughs> it was oh, yeah. it, it was called when Harry ate Sally, and you were Harry. You were great. You were I so was, great. You ate Sally, then you had a burger next to her. It was great. It was fantastic. <laughs> I, there was two movies on back to back. I, I want to say it was on 254, which was uh, AMC. These two movies, now one's kind of violent, but they're still a great film. They don't make them. Goodfellas, and then after Goodfellas was Hoosiers. I spent four hours, oh. four and a half hours. If you didn't watch Goodfellas or Hoosiers, and I know Brad's seen both those films, yeah. that's what filmmaking's all about. Let me tell you, Gene Hackman is my favorite actor of all time, dramatic. Gene Hackman is 94 years old, living in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I saw a picture of him. He's living his life. He retired you know, 20 years ago from acting. But, man, anything he does oh. is great. I mean, that's how great. Of, and he was so seamless. He wasn't, like, over the top. Always just the regular guy, you know? There was a movie called The Package with Gene Hackman and Dennis Franz. Oh, oh. so good. And Tommy Lee Jones. You know, there's so many great films uh, the young people should see. Like, you know, my favorite, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. 
you know. Yeah, that's a great film, but that that that's a you know. A, it stands a, a, the test of time. about films. Films yeah. like Goodfellas are and Fast Times. You're right. Fast Times is one of the greatest young comedies that came out in '82. And it's Life in Los Angeles. We talked about it in the last podcast. Yeah. Before we did Carrot Top '35, we did a nice little. Um, uh, actually, Brad Grumberg was trying to get Judge Reinhold's character role just so he could be in the scene with Phoebe Cates when she went. You know, he's had a crush on you, Brad. <laughs> you never would have made the jerking off scene in the bathroom. They would have had to give you a defibrillator right there on the set. God. I would have, I would have done that quite well. I, I would be one take. Don't worry. Unbelievable. I'm, I'm glad, and I'm so glad you're back to work. I know how you struggled. I well, no, let, let me, no, let me explain something to you. It's not going to be back to work right away. First of all, I know. everybody, well, let me finish. Everybody knows that show business shuts down during the holidays. Okay. So everything will start up after the new year, like middle of January, but it's going to take a long while for it to ramp up again. You know, sure. people are just not going to go back to the shows. They're going to get other gigs closer to home, all this stuff. So the business is in shambles, but it'll be okay. It'll be okay. No, it's good to know. It's good to know that it's settled. It, it, yeah. Wouldn't you rather have it settled than know that you're going through the holidays? No, of course. But I'm letting the you know, letting our listeners know and our viewers know the reality of it. You don't go right back to work. I know. That's, yeah, yeah. I'm just letting know. them know. You know, guys know. like you or bartenders go right back to work. You know. But uh, I want to give thanks. May I give thanks on this Thanksgiving week? Thursday, I want you to have a great Thanksgiving, Fish. I want, and I'm very thankful that we reconnected and you're my friend, you're my brother, and we laugh together and we cry together. But more importantly, we laugh together. And I'm glad you're back in my life, my friend. I can't I can't stand you. You're a prick, but uh, I'm glad you said that about me. But I'll tell you, this, I wish nothing more than you and your family be at my house this Thanksgiving and celebrating together. You did the people... The dialogue. One day we'll do Thanksgiving again. I feel the same way about you. I just, you know, I just give you shit all the time. But there's not, and I say this with all heart, heavy heart. There's not a person. There's times that I go through stuff in my head, and I call this guy, and he talks me off a cliff and going through rabbit holes because we all have demons in our mind. And Brad's my therapist when I'm not going to anger management and shit like that. And and it keeps me on an even keel. And I'm a good guy. I am a good person, you know. But yes, we all have stuff. And yep. the great thing about you, Brad. Like I said, you 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 just you should have been a therapist. You know that you know. I mean, I know you take your pay in food, but I mean, you know, <laughs> I do, I do. Just hey, by you charge an hour. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you what, Nate Nels has a great pastrami sandwich. Go bring that. That's your payment. You know, and, and a bowl of soup, and we're, we're even, Stephen. Say hi to your wonderful family. For I will. Me, your I mom and dad have a great Thanksgiving. Watch the and, football and game. Anyway. Three some that day yeah. with three for football. I love you. Okay, um, I want to say one thing to our audience. I want to say one thing. Good health and happiness. May everybody's dreams come true. And we'll see you next time on number 38. This is 37. Dave Linden, take it away, baby. You've been listening to the Fat Fish Podcast. Heard on all your favorite platforms. Until next time. <laughs> I miss you.